culture. I, I, I do this for my culture. Black culture and hip hop culture. <laughs> it's Corners of the Culture with D-Lo and KC. And welcome in to the latest episode of Corners of the Culture. I'm D-Lo. He's KC. Yes, sir. This podcast is meant to touch every corner that makes up our culture, black culture and hip hop culture. We appreciate you so much for being here. And a quick shout out to the people who uh, subscribe, rate, review, do all of that great stuff. Listen to us across multiple platforms. But shout out to the people who aren't familiar with D'Lo and KC, the sports radio show, and are tapped in to us uh, here. Whether you found us through Mia Moore, you found us through KSFM, uh, or you just found us through a podcast search, man. We appreciate you being here. Yeah, man, for sure, man. It, it continues to grow every week. You know, this this podcast continues to grow and people get more and more interested in what we got to say from week to week, man. So, you know, we, we like to have fun with it and and have some engaging conversations. And I'm glad people are starting to tap into it and, 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 uh, and search it out and tell a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend. Yeah, send it in your group chat, post it on Twitter, post it on, uh, you know, IG links, whatever it may be, man, we we, we, we need to spread the word. Um, that's why subscribing really, really helps. Rating the show really, really helps. Uh, and reviewing the show is awesome. Rating the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify takes like maybe, I haven't timed it, it's probably a second, maybe <laughs> a little bit less than a second. If you want to review the show, that could take, 30 seconds it could take you three hours but if you just want to type a little sentence like yo i'm digging the show appreciate the blueprint episode appreciate the ready to die episode uh love the conversation with mia about kanye last week uh, all of that stuff goes a really really long way uh yeah. in helping this podcast grow and, and shout out to good morning america and kanye west who the Fair. most timely drop ever uh, <laughs> as the day our last episode of corners of the culture which turned into completely unplanned an hour-long conversation on kanye west right kanye just happened to be on good morning america that same morning talking about the very things that we were discussing on that podcast that was a trip that was a trip it feels like we had well he was on fox news or something like that so fox business talking about but it felt like we hadn't heard an interview with kanye about just Kanye, it was always about, oh, this Adidas thing, this Gap thing. He just did a regular interview and happened to be the same day we dropped the, the album, or excuse me, the uh, episode. Yeah. It, it, I, you know, I'll, I'll, you know we, we touched on this for, for damn near 60 minutes last week. It feels like when it comes to music, Pat, Con, Kanye knows the power of Kanye. Mm -hmm. But it seems like in the other walks of his life, he doesn't. Mm. Meaning, you, you know, the, the, the Adidas thing, I understand. I think the Adidas thing is completely different than the Gap thing. Like he wasn't in the same place when Adidas launched. He was in, in that walk of life, in the fashion walk of life. He, he wasn't proven yet. Right. But when he signed the Gap deal, he was already proven. Right. And it's the it's the it's you know, it's the him finally acknowledging Sway was right. You didn't need this. <laughs> right. They needed you. You didn't need them. Absolutely. That's and that's what happens a lot of the times. To be honest with you, in hip hop culture, it, they because these other these these other entities will say like, "Hey, you know, we're already established. We're coming to you. Do you want to be a part of this?" They're like, "Oh yeah, yeah." We kind of forget, or those artists kind of forget. There's a reason they're coming to you. Yeah. Like if they couldn't, if you couldn't help them make money and help them get um, legitimized 
in, in, in certain walks of life, they mm-hmm. wouldn't be coming to you. Yeah. They're coming to you for a reason. And sometimes lose sight of that. You know, they get caught, caught up in all oh, this is a big brand and a big entity. And, you know, I, I got to kind of bow down to their wishes because they were here before me. They're going to be here after me, all this other stuff. No, you're the hotness right now. Yeah. You're the hotness. Yeah. I mean, and that's a, that's a perfect segue, Casey, uh, big brands, entities, man, you, you, you follow him on, on social media. Uh, and you see if there is ever, like, if there's a pitch man who a hundred percent buys into the companies he works for, mm-hmm. it's the dude we're talking about today. You might've caught our interview that we did, uh, with Rick Ross on our radio show that we posted here uh, on the feed. That was strategic, as uh, my partner calls them, player profiles. We yeah. want to spend some time today uh, talking about someone we have a, a, a working relationship with. If you've ever seen the video of the feeder, you've ever seen our sports show. Uh, you know we've got a, a working relationship with Luke Belair and 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 Bumble and Vilan and 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 McQueen and the Violet Fog Chin, and thus we've we've been able to talk to Rick Ross. We've been to Rick Ross's house in the past, and we've been able to stand a. a, a, a build a relationship with some of his working brands, man. And he is a dude who works like no other. Oh my goodness. The, the, the work ethic from Rick Ross is crazy. We talked about this last week about like um, the Kardashians, right? And people look at, Oh, they're just posting on Instagram and they're just doing stuff. That's not really hard. And it's actually more work than people give it credit for. I've tried to do it. Like, it's not easy. And you talk about somebody who does that in the hip-hop game at an unreal rate. You're talking about Ricky Rose. I mean, this guy is on his socials. He is pushing every product that he's associated with. He's always looking for a new product. He's looking to help other people out. But he is constantly out there pushing his brand, in the things that he he's he's affiliated with daily daily like so many times during the day daily yeah you sometimes need 20 minutes to go through rick ross's stories like the you'll see them little tab them little tiny tabs pop up you know rick at him a night and you've got a or a morning you know morning glory uh you gotta you gotta catch up on on what he's talking about and he says in his book um one of his books that when it comes to music, you want him. You want him at a a, a quinceanera. He'll be there. You, mm-hmm. you you want him at a Juneteenth party. If the check is right, mm-hmm. he'll be there. You want him at Cesar Chavez Park. <laughs> check is right. <laughs> he'll be there. Yeah. But when it comes to the brands that he works with, it's like, okay, hang on. I'll take the money to go do my music because the music that's that's me, and I'm in control of that. Right. I'm just gonna align myself with with any brand. Talked about. I I love the story about Luke Belair when he saw the bottle and tried it. He saw the black bottle. He got introduced to it by DJ Clue, mm-hmm. and he hit up Clue and yo, how can I find out more about this? And he connected him with Brett Barish, the 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 CEO. And so Brett and Rick connected, and Rick was like, "Yo, I I loves this. This is this is amazing. Yo, I want to work together." Brett, man, that's amazing. That's fantastic. No. I appreciate it, but we're not we're we're not there yet. So I, I appreciate you, but 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 no, thank you for now. Mm-hmm. And Rick said, "Cool," and he just started promoting it. Like he just started rocking. He's like, "I already like it, right? I already dig the look. I get exactly what you're going for." So for a year, 
uh, Rick Ross was was talking about Luke Belair before there was ever a partnership with him yeah. and Luke Belair and Brett Barish. And that's just him having the foresight, man, of, okay, I think this is already pretty dope. But if I put my star power, my influence, and my name behind this, we could take it to the moon. And that's exactly what we did, or what they did. You know what I mean? Like, they, 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 they took it straight to the moon. It's something that is, like, it, it's a good champagne. Like, it, it's it's good. But it's it's nothing earth-shattering or anything like that. Like, it's not, I've never tasted, like, it's a, it's a good champagne. And they got the the price point at something where everybody can 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 afford it. But they've turned it into such a... a iconic status symbol of the culture now you celebrating whether you're celebrating a birthday a promotion um just at the club with your, your guys or your girls or a super bowl championship yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. having luke Miller. like it fits all occasions and you got to credit i mean brett bearish obviously you know he's done a phenomenal job with it he's the brains behind it all but i think a lot of credit goes to uh rose and what he's been able to do behind that brand yeah, and he he'll he'll tell you regularly, yo, you could join the team. You could join the team, Luke Belair, McQueen. You could you you could do what D'Lo and KC do, but you better are you you already better be rocking with us. Mm-hmm. And and I think that was one of the things that really helped us is we got introduced to this brand uh, by our man Ben Black Bottles Nine One Six. He brought us to McQueen in the Violet Fog. And then we made the, you know, but through a business card, we were able to make the connection to Luke Belair. And I hit Ben right, right back. Yeah, like, yo, is this the same company? Yeah, yeah, it's all one brand. Yo, we've been rocking with Luke Belair for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that was, you know, one of the big reasons why we've been with them for, for the last two years is really we've been with them for the last five. Yeah. We've, yeah. we've, we've been with them for a minute. Straight up. Do you remember... When you first heard Rick Ross, do you, like you you asked me this question? I think with Nipsey, yeah. And I, I, I'm going to ask you this question now. What was it? Port of Miami. It was Port of Miami, and for me, it was hustling. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wanted to so badly have a cool answer. <laughs> but it was hustling. <laughs> like that's that's where I got introduced to it, and then I, I heard the hustling remix. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm messing with this. That's dude. when I went great. I was like, yo, this is this is nasty right here with the hustle remix because Jay came on and did a oh. so like the funny thing about it, sidebar real quick. This is Rose's episode player profile for sure. But remember when God did and people were like, is that the best verse Jay-Z ever did? I mean, hustling, excuse me. The hustling <laughs> remix is nasty. <laughs> that verse on there is crazy you know i heard the go crazy remix the other day i was like i mean we just gonna be like god did was the best thing he ever did huh really and i think what people get got enamored with and we talked about this on the radio show is that the verse was long it was like Mm -hmm. a three minute verse but earlier in that day the reason we had brought it up i was i was listening to meek mill and what's free came on and and then i and like i heard the verse and was like yo we need to chill out on this God did thing. This verse is crazy. <laughs> and then I started having a recollection of, yo, didn't everybody go ape shit when this verse dropped? Yeah. Yeah, they did. Straight up. Straight and up. So, Absolutely. So now it's like just Jay-Z. And lost in all of that, to get back to Rick Ross, Rick Ross's verse on God did. Oh, man, come on, man. Come on. And, and this is, So this is the thing. This is what I wanted to ask you. Because I know my answer. Mm-hmm. 
when you heard hustling in the hustling remix mm-hmm. did you ever think that rick ross ricky rose would be where he is today and what i mean by that oh. is like if if we we do sports and everything and and we got the 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 hall of fame right rick ross is a hall of famer mm-hmm. he's a hall of famer in the rap game and when i heard hustling i i never thought that about rick ross i was like oh this is a cool song he got a cool little style to him he's a he's a rap he's just a rapper you know he's a good rapper i never envisioned him being what he is today. He is a hands down first ballot Hall of Famer in the rap game. Yeah. To, to, to answer to answer your original question, nah. <laughs> nah. Like, cause like if you remember at the time, I mean, Hustlin' was a dope record. Mm. And then the remix was even better. But I got I got a little leery because you know what Hustlin' became? It became an arena record. Mm. Like you'd hear it in a basketball game. Yeah, you know, you know, Davion Mitchell gets this too. Every day I'm hustling. Every day, like you hear it at sport events, and it's like, oh, oh, like is this, is this what it like it? it and Rick has no control over that. Like right. that's not that's not like he's like, yo, I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a a a, a record for the NBA, right? I got like I was like, oh man, is this is this like because Busta Move plays at the arena? It's like, what is this ultimately going to become? I thought the album, I thought Port of Miami was incredible, but 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 to answer your question, nah, I, I absolutely did not see um a Hall of Fame career coming when that when that album dropped. I mean, he he's Port, like you said, Port of Miami was crazy. And then the one that made me think, see, there's all these little these little um points, checkpoints in the Rick Ross story for me personally, where it was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I get it. I see where it's going. When I knew he was here, he was more than just a regular rapper, was Trilla dropped mm-hmm. and the boss with T-Pain came. And I said, oh, oh, okay. Well, this this the new Rick Ross? This is a new single? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's he's going to be around. And then I heard the album and Trilla was sick. Like, yeah. Trilla was loaded. And I was like, yeah, that's still Rick Ross. He He's going to be here for a little bit, for sure. The introduction of Maybach music. Oh, the Maybach music series. Crazy. Yeah. Like he, he, and you know, the fun is like you, you felt like momentum building for Rick. Like mm-hmm. you, you, you felt it through uh, Port of Miami, Trilla, Deeper Than Rap came out. And like that's, that, you know, that's, that's, that's cool. Yeah, that that one was a little a little disappointing after it, the first two. It was a little disappointing. So he'll he he tells the story on that that he 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 kind of rushed it. Mm, and, I can see it. And then Teflon Don came out. And if you if you if you, and, 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 and we we built to that for a reason. If you listen to the interview that dropped yesterday, you you know why. If you didn't like go back and listen to it, I promise it's worth your time. He knew what we all knew. Mm-hmm. But he knew it before we did. Trilla was uh, uh, Teflon Don was different. Uh one of the one of the great hip hop albums of all time. I have I have no oh, problem with saying that. No problem with it. It's a flawless album. I remember it was. I'm trying to think what what year was it? That was 2010. I think it was. 
I think it was 2010. I was coaching a, a traveling basketball team. We had a, a tournament in Las Vegas in late July. I can't remember when the, the album came out. So I looked July 20th. So it just came out. And I played that album driving to LA to Las Vegas the whole time while I was riding around in Las Vegas and all the way back. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't stop. It was, I said, yo, this is sick. He didn't miss. He didn't miss. And that is for, we keep the basketball or the sports analogy in, in, intact. That's probably when he won his third championship. And we're like, okay, now we've got to, we've got to look at this guy as being, uh, <laughs> no one of one of the one of the greats here in this in this game because that took him to a whole another level. Yeah, it, it I, I think it was a yeah it it ended the idea of okay he's just gonna make a good album and then and that's it like it 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 absolutely put him in a in a different category and it's one of those albums that I think i th- I think it caused you to go back and check out the catalog again mm-hmm. so that could have been like bmf could have been people's introduction into rick ross they might have heard hustling right they almost certainly heard hustling but they didn't hear port of miami right you might have heard Maybach music but you didn't hear trilla when you heard teflon dawn you went back to the catalog mm-hmm. and a great album will cause you to go listen to everything all over again. Yeah. And I think that's what Teflon Don did for, for Rick Ross. Let me, let me, let me ask you a question. This is, this is always a trip to me. What was the first single on, on Teflon Don? You remember? Was it, I'm assuming it's not BMF. Was it MC hammer? No, it was super high with Neo. That was really? the first single, and that's and and I I, I laugh at that because people would only barely remember that song. And that song went hard, but that was the that was the first single, and it's probably like it's one of the more forgotten songs on that album. You have Freemason, you have I'm Not a Star, you have Amber, BMF, Ashton Martin music, all that. So while we're on like the Neo Connect, can we just point out? that you could probably make a sexy time slow jam playlist mm-hmm. with Rick Ross versus like Rick Ross with Chris Brown, Ooh. Rick Ross with like summer Walker. Yeah. You could put together a whole slow jam playlist with Bruh. songs that Rick Ross is on dice pineapples. Oh my gosh. Dice pineapples. <laughs> boy rose he's big with that one and 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 again it speaks to like he all of these albums you know port of miami doesn't sound like teflon don Mm -hmm. and it's not i i don't want to go so far as to say like he reinvented his sound but he changed it like Mm -hmm. he he i feel like he's always had a certain sound Mm -hmm. but what he was rapping over didn't like that that evolved and that changed and man you see his he has an incredible range that you see on like those those guest appearances that we were just talking about yeah you know you know what did it i think in my opinion and i think i think 90 percent of it 
is his own vision and 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 what he saw for his career and what he wanted to um, promote and put out there. So I don't I don't want to take nothing away from him, but if you remember around that time, like Port of Miami, he was still like a Miami dude, right? He was Miami, and he was he was into that. Remember the the original. Uh, I think the first single before hustling was um, "Push It." It had that, it had that sound, that Miami sound. Where it was from, yeah, right. And then he started doing, like he got into Maybacks and it was Jay and all this other stuff, and that's where Trilla comes comes around. He started making some money. He was he was living a different lifestyle. And around Teflon Don, that's when he kind of started to start doing things with Puff. And I feel like you 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 see a little bit of a, a P. Diddy influence on the persona of Rick Ross. Remember, he got into the legal stuff with Freeway Ricky Ross, and yeah. that's where Ricky Rose came from. Yeah. It was Ciroc and Ciroc Boys and all this other stuff. And not saying Puffy molded him at all, but I think that influence he Puffy probably saw a little bit of Biggie Smalls in him. Yeah. And I think if you Go about it this way, you can have that same type of aura that Biggie has as a as a as a personality in rap. Yeah, he some of my favorite like guest spots are records that have Diddy and and Ricky Ross on them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They was rolling tough for a minute. Yeah, those two those two work those like Rick Ross and Jay. You could do, <clears throat> you're not allowed to say this anymore, but you could do a best of both worlds album <laughs> uh, with those two. Uh, you, I think you could do the same thing with Diddy. Oh, well, look, and, I, and while we're talking about it, you're right. Ross and Jay, they don't miss. They absolutely don't miss. Ross and Diddy, absolutely. I don't know if there's a better combination in the game right now. When you talk about not missing, Mm-hmm. Than Rose and Drake, I, I, I would have bet. I would have bet your house that that you they love, love you some Drake. Got to work Drake into every hip hop conversation. This is his boy. Love him some Drake. Can't, can't have a conversation without bringing Drake up. But to say it though, they don't miss. As, as we were, you know, that's the that's the beauty of this podcast. Like, you know, there's 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 great podcasts out there and. You know, there's people who who've got court cases to study or, you know, legal matters to study. Like we prep for this podcast by putting on a Rick Ross playlist (laughs) and, you know, it's it's not like a deep cut at all. Money in the Grave came on and I was like, Jesus, my goodness, man, you are bad. Lemon pepper freestyle. Like, Jesus. Was Drake's first record with Rick? Drake's first record that I remember was um, uh, but I had nothing is done for me. I, don't, I want this forever. I don't think Drake wasn't on, or Rose wasn't on that, but he was on the no new friends joint and I'm on one. That was early Drake. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was Khaled, Rose and Drake. They, they have like yeah. three or four songs that kind of went out around that time. Drake got on the dice, dice pineapples joint, and these guys—they don't. You want to talk about best of both worlds? 
Yeah. <laughs> they could do that if they ever decide to do that. Well, we can't talk about best of both worlds, but yeah, that 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 would that would that would absolutely work with those two. Yeah. You know, you know, one of the interesting things about um Rose that I think uh adds to the allure of him and that he is mastered and he mastered on his way up was he sold a lifestyle better than anybody in the game at that time and still does to this day a lifestyle of elegance of um you know just just this this high class you know what i'm saying like do you, do you agree with that like he yeah. sold oh no 100 percent high, think- high living lifestyle as i don't anybody I don't think the joke is exclusive to you and I, but you listen to Rick Ross, you want to go spend a bunch of money. <laughs> like and 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 I absolutely like I I 100% get that bit. I think it's a it's 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 a great line because he he does rap that way, but when you when you pay a little bit more attention and and perhaps this is just us being too close to the situation you you watch him on Instagram. You watch him on his you know social media profiles. Mm-hmm. It makes you want to go work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then he'll drop the record to make you go spend all the money that you just earned. <laughs> but he'll make you want to work. Like I think I texted you the first time I finished his book and was like, "Fuck, man, we need to do more." Like, what yeah. aren't we doing? Yeah. Like, what, what what else can we do? Like, are we doing everything you talked about? Like, people, you, we were talking about the Kardashians and and posting on Instagram. There's a difference between posting on Instagram and posting on Twitter mm-hmm. and posting on Instagram and posting on Twitter where people give a shit. Mm-hmm. Like they're not the same thing. And there is a technique to it. And the technique is brutal mm-hmm. to figure out. It's ext- it, it, you're 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 like battling an algorithm and you're you're like going against this imaginary monster and you're not sh- sure how to do it. And Rick has a template that works for him and a lot of that is the frequency in which he posts. Yeah. He post, 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 post. Like you never open up Instagram and there's no story from Rick Ross. Right. Unless he's in Sacramento. Then he 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 just <laughs> he's not gonna tell nobody. He just comes in and does a show and leaves. <laughs> never knew he was here. There's so many people that so uh, quick story. Rick Ross did a show in Sacramento that probably wasn't well promoted (laughs) the amount of people that hit me up from our Instagram videos, not his, (laughs) but our Instagram videos and said, I had no idea Rick Ross was here. I'm upset that I missed it. He was in Sacramento. That's what they kept saying. (laughs) Don't worry. No one knew he was here. Uh, And I, I, I I feel like he kind of saw what was going on. I was like, yeah, no, I'm gonna go do the show. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah, I'm gonna get this back. I'm gonna get I this think back. He a picture at the airport, and that was it. Yeah, and it wasn't even him. It was like yeah. a, a picture of the luggage. This, yeah, the luggage little statue thing, and he posted a picture that no tag of Sacramento, California. No. If you weren't from Sacramento, you didn't know what he was doing or what he was posting. That was the last post. <laughs> that might have been the first time in Rose's history that his stories went dry. <laughs> Unless he posted something from the plane in the next morning, like that joker went dry and like that. Was it. Um, it, but but you talk about the way that he grinds on on uh, social media and with his brands and stuff like that. That's kind of been the transformation of Rick. Now he's turned into 
Like he's always going to be a rapper. He's always going to be a musician, but he's kind of turned into like, uh, not kind of, but he's an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. He's a, he's a damn near a motivational speaker, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and and everything that he touches, man, he puts a hundred percent into it. I'm not here to by any means minimize what we're doing because we got the number one show in the city of Sacramento. That is what it is. But when he came on the show the first time, we were still coming up. We we had just started the show maybe four or five months before that. Like we were getting our name out there. And when he came onto this random sports radio show in Sacramento, he promoted it that day. He said, yo, check me out on D-Lo and KC. But he didn't have to do none of that. But multiple times, check me out, D-Lo and KC today, 3 o'clock, whatever the case may be. He was supposed to be there at 3 o'clock. He was there at 3 o'clock, mm-hmm. ready to go. He was there before that, I think. He was, yeah. He was there before, getting every, making sure everything was set up the right way. I mean, he's serious about his business and what he puts his name on. And to your point, seeing that from somebody that, to be honest with you, he doesn't have to do this. When he says he's rich forever, he's rich forever already. You don't have to do any of this. But whether it's a a, a $50 million deal or it's an interview of D-Lo and KC, he brings the same energy. And it's motivating. Like I'm like, damn, if if Rick Ross is is, is so locked into something like this, why can't I be locked into something like this or smaller or bigger? It's absolutely motivating. And he has that, you know, he has that incredible state in Fayetteville, mm-hmm. uh, the the former home of Evander Holyfield, you know, we had the opportunity to visit, um, you know, a few a few summers ago, and it's a it's 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 an amazing house that sent Evander Holyfield into the poorhouse, along with you know a number of other bad decisions mm-hmm. that sent him to you know into bankruptcy and losing the house, and sent that house into foreclosure allowed Rick Ross to buy it at a relatively cheap price. Now that house makes Rick money. Mm-hmm. People always ask, yo, what do you think it costs to, you know, to, to, to run that house where, you know, you pull into that driveway, you on that driveway for a long time. You could get, you could get some good training running up and down that driveway. Literally like a minute or 15 seconds driving in the car, right <laughs> in the car before you actually get to the house. And he's got, you know, baseball field. He's got all these different things everywhere. And there's no chance it cost him a penny mm-hmm. because you have people like Kenya Barris who wants to film coming to America there. Mm-hmm. You have companies who want to potentially shoot videos or commercials or uh, movies at, at, at the estate. And you can't look at the estate without like a $15,000 appointment. Mm-hmm. You just can't come look at it. Like it's going to cost you to look at it. It doesn't matter if you end up filming here or not, but it's going to cost you to come look at it. Yeah. And he knows he, he has this incredible, he has this ability to make money. Like his book, his second book, The Perfect Day to Boss Up, you talk about he's damn near a motivational speaker. Yo, that's what this is. Mm-hmm. You know, A Hustler's Guide to Building an Empire. That's what this is. This is who I want to hear from because he talks about in this book, uh, just as he did his 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 autobiography. He he thought about quitting. Hmm. You know, he was driving. You know, he tells this. There's this. There's this one particular story 
where he drove like 200 miles to do a $50 gig or something at a club. Mm-hmm. And on his way back, you know, the driver falls asleep. The car crashes. Now the, you know, now the car's totaled and they get arrested. Mm. So his $50 trip winds up costing him several hundred dollars. And he's thinking, what am I doing this for? Mm. Why am I still doing this stuff? And that was right before Port of Miami dropped. Mm. That was right before Hustling came out. He, he te- you know, he tells a story in the book about how, you know, one of his first gigs performing in the club, he opened for Outcast. Yeah, he he said that, you know, there's no says a tough feeling to be in front of a crowd where no one wants you there. Mm. Like they're just waiting for outcasts to take the stage. Right. They want nothing more than you to be done. Right. And he's like, I'm not going to feel like that no more. So he he's not a dude who was born into rap royalty. He's not he didn't he you know, he, he he didn't, you know, hit the hit the streets as quickly as like big did mm-hmm. or even Jay or Nas or any of those like iconic debut albums. Port of Miami was great. Teflon Don was, was bigger. You know, there are people who will make arguments that uh, reasonable doubt is Jay's most incredible album. I think ready to die as we've outlined on this show is the greatest album of all time. He didn't have that immediate imprint mm-hmm. in hip hop, but when he finally got that, that hit with hustling, he got that. Okay. I'm not the dude people are looking forward to getting off the stage. Right. I'm not driving 200 miles for $50 anymore. And he's the guy who a lot of success like placates people. Mm. Success motivated him. Yeah. He's like, I want to be bigger. Right. And I think part of that, honestly, is his relationship with guys like Jay and, 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 and Diddy. We saw everything Diddy built. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that. Uh, absolutely. He's a, he's a type of guy that already when he walks into the into the room with those guys he he feels like he already feels like he's on their level Mm -hmm. but he understands like they've accomplished so much more so he looks at it as i gotta get my weight up i gotta Mm -hmm. make more money i gotta have more accomplishments because i know talent wise i know my mentality i'm already in the on the same on the same level as those guys accolades rise i need to get my weight up Mm -hmm. and he just keeps grinding until he gets to that status. And and I would say he's, he's there. Like I said, he's a hall of famer. You're looking at Jay and Diddy as hall of famers in this game. He's Rick Ross is a first ballot hall of famer. He's done it. He's done it. And like, we'd started off this whole thing saying, I didn't see this coming. This, this wasn't LeBron coming out of high school where you knew this, this phenom is going to be a hall of famer. Somebody. And well, I'm sure one day we'll talk about like Kendrick. Kendrick yeah. is a phenom. Oh People yeah. Talking about Kendrick for years before Good kid, Mad City dropped. Yeah, he wasn't that. Rick kind of came out of nowhere and look, he went to the hall. He he, he might he's like Giannis, like <laughs> you know, Giannis developed over like yeah. a few years, and then all of a sudden it's like, yo, Giannis Antetokounmpo is the MVP of the league. That was yeah. Teflon Don. Like, and now and now now we talked about what we were talking about Port of Miami and in in into Trillin and all that. Like he's building, he's mm-hmm. building, he's building. He hit Teflon Dawn, and it's like, okay, you're here. Mm-hmm. Like that was the album. Now, now Rick Ross is at the status where you're looking forward to everything. You're you're looking forward. I I I, I look forward to albums dropping. I look forward to verses dropping. Yeah, straight up. Give me a Rick Ross verse, and I'm happy. Straight up. 
So that leads us before we get out of here, that leads us into to what I want to ask you. This would this is what we're gonna do with the player profiles. All right, when we when we have these guys and we're breaking down their careers and we're talking about them. Top three Ricky Rose songs. You want to go first or you want me to go first? So, so songs, like, does that include appearances? So I, I, for this one, because we're, we're working through this. We're, we're, on, we're on the fly. We're on the fly. And maybe I didn't communicate. But I separated them. I have his top three songs and his top three features. Top three songs and top three features. You go with his top three songs. All right. My top three Rick Ross songs. And I I encompass everything. You know me. I'm I'm a guy that's about the hits. So I know there's some like B-side stuff that all the Maybach music, those things get played on the radio, but they're phenomenal songs. I love them. Mm-hmm. But the top three songs for me is Ashton Martin music. Oh. <laughs> My goodness. Who, who, who's, who's the feature on that record? <laughs> I swear. You and that dude, boy. Ashton Martin music. <laughs> With Drizzy and Chrisette Michelle. Oh, poor Chrisette Michelle. But I mean, him and Drizzy, they don't mess. What do you want me to do? What you want me to do? Okay, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> Aston Martin Music, The Boss with T Pain. Mm. And this was a tough one. The third one was tough. And it really came down to two songs. And I went with BMF. I went BMF over hustling. And that. I'm not even sure that's the right decision. Um, would the hustling remix count? It would. You can count it. It would. Okay, because that's on my list. Okay. BMF is on my list too. Mm. Um, because I didn't understand the assignment. Oh, oh no! This is this is this is his record. Oh, this was easy for me. The devil is a lie is my jam. I can't run. The that, devil is one. that is a dope ass song. I thought it was honorable mention. I just love that line. And I, I literally can't wait till we're out somewhere together. Or we're we're, we're fit. I, I just I need to use the devil is the lie, bitch. I'm a truth as an Instagram <laughs> caption so bad. Like I'm just I'm just aching to use that as an Instagram caption, but I haven't around the corner. <laughs> I, haven't, I, have, I haven't hit the right picture yet to where oh, that was live caption. <laughs> no, that's a good one. I have honorable mentions too. Hustling is obviously on there. I think Dice Pineapples is one of the greatest songs he ever made. Hmm. It's not top three. Drake is on it. Who's on that song? <laughs> <laughs> Dice White Apples is fire. Stay scheming is fire. And uh, ironically enough, you might have played this one. I don't know if you were still around. I think you still were. I think so I don't think here so. I am. No, Mm-mm. you weren't around for here I am. No, that's a little, a little, a little past my my right. FM time. Um, so I'll, I'll be just because in in the effort of transparency and honesty, I think the way you are with Drake is the way I am with Jay Z. Mm. Because, and, and I, I, I considered money in the grave for, for my features list. Yeah. But fuck with me, you know I got it on, on Jay's Magna Carta album. <laughs> I, you can't stop me on, 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 that, on that record. Oh, man. That bitch, a masterpiece. <laughs> Every time. Every time. That's, that's, that's my track. Fire. I don't I don't know. This is a song I use a lot on IG stories just because I it, it uh ain't worried about nothing. 
It's a French Montana record. It's mm-hmm. a remix. Mm-hmm. Eddie's on it. Mm-hmm. But I love, I love Rick's verse. Um, you know, he talks about Bel Air. You know, uh, my, my cars call them Rose. My Bel Air be Rose gave up. And I'm like, oh, this is. Yeah. It's not like the hardest record, but it's that absolutely is one of the hardest records. Ain't worry about nothing was a monster. And and just to to balance it out, because I love aggressive records from Rick Ross, Mm -hmm. I'm so hood remixes. (laughs) I actually have both of those on my playlist. They play back to back. Fire. It's just like eight minutes of yelling, I'm so hood. (laughs) That 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 comes on on leg day in the gym. Oh, I'm sad. Turn up, man. You need you need to let them know I'm so hood out here. Um my top three features. I got fuck with me, you know. Oh man, that's on my top three. I I got so I have a ton of honorable mentions for his features, and I couldn't justify they're all all from Drake's records, right? Well, he's got a couple on here, but uh (laughs) but no Drake records. On the in the top three, so fuck with me, okay, you know. I got okay, it. okay. Um, well, actually, this kind of is a Drake record. Pop that, pop that is is gonna live forever, yeah. But it's exactly. just at a wedding this past weekend, and trust me, pop that will live forever. <laughs> pop that ain't going nowhere. So, I love his verse on that, and then uh, I love I'm a boss, I love yeah. it, I love, I love that feature on there too. Yeah. It was tough because you got no new friends. John off off the Carter Four that was a smash. Real quick, the remix to "I'm a Boss." I think he recorded after he got sick. Mm. Like he recorded the remix for after. uh, I think he had like cardiac. I don't know if it was cardiac arrest or or, or like heart attack. Because I, I, you know, he's talking about being in the hospital bed. Give me my eight chains to put around my neck. Like, yeah. That's what I always remember about that song. Yeah, no, and it, it was one of it was sick, and we and, and we and could I, talk about kind of indirectly references Fifty Cent in the song too. Yeah, yep, yep. I saw you well wishes if you mean it, appreciate it, or something like that. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's one of my favorites. Bag of money, um, Wally. That's a fire one. I'm on one another Drake joint. Drake in, in college, money in the grave. All I do is win. I don't really like that song, but it gets played all the time. I got what's free on there too, obviously. Um, lemon pepper freestyle, Drake. Yeah. Wow, that's that, that, that's fine though. And I got God did on here, overshadowed by what Jay Z did. I mean, Ross was his verse immaculate was on, that, yeah. on that song. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was his. It just set the tone for the song. I actually thought all three verses on that they record. Were. Wayne was crazy. It's just Rick and Wayne dropped the verse and Jay did a song at the end. <laughs> He's like, this is my song now. <laughs> you know, straight. Rick, Rick was like, yo, I could have done three and a half minutes too. Y'all told me to do a verse, not a record. Man. Yeah, man. But look, man, Ricky Rose, I, this, I just have an idea as we're recording this. We're going to come up with uh, Corners of the Culture Hall of Fame. We're, we're going to make a Corners of the Culture Hall of Fame. And when we do, Ricky Rose will absolutely be in the Corners of the Culture Hall of Fame. He's a Hall of Famer, man. No doubt. No doubt. Hall of Fames are always sketchy. Who are we going to leave out? <laughs> who, who, and who's going to be the undeserving is person? There a There's a hip-hop Hall of Fame, isn't there? Or is there not? Um, 
there's a rock and roll hall of fame that like run DMC is in it. I think Pac mm-hmm. is in it. I think big is LL get in there recently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think if I remember correctly, shoot, I, this, this could be wrong. I think Jay-Z introduced Grandmaster Flash and the, the, the Furious Five. I think they were the first hip-hop inductees. Mm. And that was not terribly long ago. Right. I don't think there's a hip-hop Hall of Fame. Well, we're going to create it. I'm with it. It'll, it'll, we'll, we'll probably have to move to, uh, <laughs> the South Bronx. <laughs> oh yeah. The South Bronx. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we want to move to the South Bronx. I don't think we do either, but if we're going to be changing, it's not gentrified over there. Well, it ain't going up in Roseville. So I don't, I don't know what you want to do. We'll have to, I, I, I guess having the, uh, the hip hop hall of fame in Sacramento, California be like, Similar to, I mean, I guess there are stranger things out there. <laughs> make it work. Uh, we appreciate you so much for being with us. Uh, hit the subscribe button if you missed the uh, drop yesterday with the Rose interview. Rick Ross and and CEO of of the Sovereign Brands company, Brett Barish. Go check that out. It's 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 a phenomenal listen. Uh, and as Kenny said, it it really helped boost the profile of our radio show in a major, major way. And we'll always be indebted to, to Rick Ross for that. So uh, check that out. That's on this podcast feed. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review, uh, post on social media, send in a group chat, uh, tell your friends. And most of all, make sure that you're back here with us next week on Corners of the Culture. Holla. Holla.